the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Clouds continue, rain off and on, 63 the high, 55 the low tonight. Tomorrow still on the cloudy side, at least the first part of the day. Another shower possible along the way. Tomorrow's high, 61. Phillies 5-2 over the Mets yesterday. Nick Castellanos leading the way with his 29th home run of the year. Knocked in a couple of runs. JT Realmuto a couple of hits and also knocked in a couple of runs. And on the mound, Christopher Sanchez had a very strong game. Seven innings pitch, gave just three hits, a couple of runs, struck out 10. Phillies manager Rob Thompson on Christopher Sanchez. From the first day I saw him, how many years ago, four years ago, um, you know, he was high velocity, didn't throw any strikes. And now he's a pitcher with, you know, one of the best changeups in the game. How he commands the baseball and how he commands his, his demeanor is just unbelievable. It really is. So hats off to player development. Phillies manager Rob Thompson, audio courtesy of MLB.com. Phillies are off tonight. They're home tomorrow, starting their final series of the season at home uh, against Pittsburgh. 640 start time, Aaron Nola on the mound. The Phillies can clinch a wild card playoff spot with a win tomorrow night or if the Cubs or Marlins happen to lose. Uh, what else happened? Of course, tonight, Monday Night Football, Eagles at Tampa Bay at 7.15. There's a second Monday Night Football game going as well. The Rams at Cincinnati at 8.15 in a rematch of what was Super Bowl 56 a couple of years ago, which the Rams beat Cincinnati by a field goal. And uh, that was, I guess, February of 2022. And uh, the Flyers at New Jersey tonight, 7 o'clock, their first preseason game. They have a half a dozen of those. And then the Flyers open their season at Columbus the 12th of October. The Flyers' home opener against Vancouver on the 17th of October. Also on our Voice of the Martyr scoreboard, we have 73 folks who have now joined the circle. Our latest update, our partnership is simple. We're looking for as many listeners as possible willing to step up and do a single Bible for $6 to send to the persecuted church around the world. Could be in China could be in Ukraine, Cuba, North Korea. You can do more than one, but as much as we're interested in sending lots of Bibles, it's really by getting lots of people involved. Our station family goal is 120. We're at 73 now, so we have 47 to go by this Friday at midnight. There's still time to do that. I would love it if we had a bunch of folks just jump on board and knock that number down during the day. Right now, during the program, we can update you throughout the show. You can either call 800-998-3505, 800-998-3505, or at WFIL.com, there's a big uh, Voice of the Martyrs banner. You can click right through. We have an overlay on that score, like a scoreboard kind of thing to tell you how things are going. 
And uh, most importantly, besides the fun it is to accomplish something together, is you're putting the Word of God in the hands of someone who does not have a copy. Imagine, and really this is why a single Bible for $6 is not a small thing. Imagine where you would be if you didn't have a copy of God's Word to read. That's what you're giving to somebody else, a chance to grow closer to Him and put their nose in that Word of God to have their minds transformed. And uh, as it talks about in Romans chapter 12, and just to have the promises of God right in their hands and the, the ability to tap into those. So, again, to help out, 800-998-3505, 800-998-3505, or WFIL.com, right in the homepage there. We'd love to keep pushing that forward. And please do pray for this endeavor if you would uh, think of it. You know, when we do these um, partnerships, different ministries, it's our part. It's like our piece of the puzzle. You know, we could send endless amounts of Bibles, Right. We could have endless amount of people. That's great. The, the more the merrier. But when we sit down with the ministry and we talk it through, we say, like, what's our piece? Like, what can we do? Give it some context so it doesn't feel like, you know, because sometimes you maybe don't get involved in something because you feel like the problem or challenge is so big. Your involvement doesn't matter, but it does matter. It really does. And so we put this context of 120 listeners as our goal, like we've done the last couple of years. And so that's that's where we're at. So just for for again context for our, our listening family, and uh, and we're certainly allowed to go way past that if we want to. You can send a thousand Bibles if you want, but uh, just to keep it simple, raising awareness for the work the Voice of the Martyrs does. That's what this is about, and uh, certainly sending Bibles in the process. Thanks to all who have and those who yet will. We have a fun show planned today. Victoria, how was your weekend? It was great, Tim, despite the rainy weather. Uh, it was nice, relaxing, somewhat productive, and somewhat nice. I, I went to a beef and beer uh, on Saturday night to help someone that uh, is fighting cancer, and they raised money, so that a was kind of nice. And then uh, no football, obviously, yesterday, because we're waiting for tonight. Tonight? But, uh, spent some time with family and friends. That's good. Yeah. I like that. And I didn't get to go to the Phillies. I was supposed to go to the Phillies. That was it yesterday, but they obviously bumped that starting time back to six, and given that it was a work night. Nobody was feeling that. Okay. So, but that was it. Otherwise, fabulous. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll catch a Phillies game before uh, the season ends. The Phillies are in a little yes. bit of a spot in the sense that uh, they can't make these games up later. Yeah. So they did adjust yesterday's game from round one to six. Right. Because I think I it was still the, raining. The four. Yeah, well, yeah, it was still kind of. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I sipped. I sipped a lot of tea and coffee over the weekend. Good. You know what I did that Movies? was not very exciting, but help was helpful. Oh, I deleted. That? I deleted and f- and filed emails. There you go. That uh, actually is helpful. About thirty five hundred of them. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Thirty five hundred. I, I have a lot of emails in my inbox. I bet I could do that too. Probably. So it helps because now the inbox is only at seven thousand seven hundred. There you go. You're getting so down. I'm, I think that's where mine is. It was up to 10,100. 10, now it's to 7,700. Sorry, do you mean unread or just in your inbox? In my inbox. Okay, that's kind of like me. And I have a filing system of flags. Like some are for reference I want to keep to double check if I have to look up a key, use a keyword. I store them right. there. But that's really only like two or 300 need to be in the box. The rest of them are there for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so I could probably do the same. More work to do on that. Uh, but. In any case, uh, about the, today's program, we have a couple special guests I want to just let you know about. One is a gentleman named Dave Kindred. He's author of a new book called My Home Team, A Sports Writer's Life and the Redemptive Power of Small Town Girls Basketball. 
uh, Dave Kindred, if you're a sports fan, you you will know his name. He has covered Super Bowls, World Series, Olympics. Uh, he he was you know friends with Muhammad Ali, rode in his car, all these things. But he didn't. The book's not written from that name dropping standpoint. But he's traveled and been at so many amazing events. But this book is really more about his own life. He lost his wife uh, a couple of years ago. I think she was ill. I'm not sure if it was can- I forget if it was cancer. Uh, other tragedies. So this book is kind of it's written in three acts. The first act is about his, um, you know, the, the sports side of things. And then the second act is about what kind of has brought him uh, a sense of new life in the latter stages of his life, covering this girls' high school basketball team. And the third act uh, also goes on to talk about, well, like kind of he's uh, in his early 80s now. And so kind of like now what? Where to from here? So we'll talk with Dave Kindred, an award-winning sports writer, uh, and also a gentleman named Mike Steib, who has a really interesting story. Mike Steib uh, if you look at his resume, it's, it's really something. He has he helped fi- found the knot, you know, that uh, wedding site mm-hmm. that kind of yeah, helps. Yeah, everyone uses it. Right. Well, he was the CEO of the knot. He worked for Google. He worked for, I think, NBC. And uh, he's written a book called The Career Manifesto. But he, uh, And he's right now he's the CEO of something called Artsy, which is the largest online marketplace for buying and selling art. And so uh, – but for all that said, he has a podcast out now. It's called – Office Hours with Mike Steib, and his goal in the podcast is to have you know, leaders in the world to, to, to just join him on the program to talk about leadership, about career and, and life in general. And uh, his first guest was was a gentleman named um, Tommy Hilfiger. You may know wow. him. Wow, yeah, <laughs> the, the, just from a the little. clothing line. And then uh, his second guest on the podcast, Mayor Eric Adams of New York City, the city, you know, the mayor there. So those folks will have some interesting things to say on the podcast. So Mike will be on our program talking about that podcast and what people can glean from that. And then we have some other stuff we need to take care of throughout the program. So there's a lot going on. We have a lot of contests that are happening. WFIL.com is where you can get info on those contests. In fact, Victoria, a little later on, is going to share some congratulations to people who have won said contest so far. Some of them, you know, we're drawing winners throughout the month. Sometimes it's at the end of a contest and all that. But we invite you to go to WFIL.com, hit the contest page for that. So you're listening to Tim DeMar's show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. It's the Tim DeMar Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, that's Apologetics, and uh, Sad Today, In the Dark. It's a parody from their newest CD, Septuagint. We're giving that away on the contest page till, I guess it's um, this Saturday at midnight, the contest wraps up at the end of September, which is this excuse me, this Saturday. So feel free to get yourself entered to win that. Apologetics has... 70 CDs out in their collection. The songs range from the 50s through the present day. Wide variety of styles uh, for them. And they cover everything. The Beach Street, you know, back, what did they say? The Beach Boys, the Backstreet Boys, 
uh, Elvis to Eminem, and the, the, each of the song titles has scripture passages underneath them so you can see you know, what the songs are based upon. So, um, you know, we haven't had Jay Jackson on from the band in for, on for a while. Maybe we'll get him on. You know, in fact, Victoria, this week, uh, Jay is, you know, lead singer of the band. And he is based in Pittsburgh. Yes. And Phillies and Pirates are playing this week. So, yes. yeah, and, and Jay is very funny. He's, he calls himself Positive Pirates Guy because it, you have to. If you're a Pirates fan, you, you really have to be. Um, they had that good run, but <laughs> since since a couple years ago when they had that run, it's been yeah. a little tough for them. Correct. You have, I mean, you really have to have a good good attitude. So he looks for silver linings wherever he can get them, uh, and so you know they're they're missing the playoffs again. Like his silver line this year is they're not going to lose a hundred games. In fact, they've had a they're almost going to be a five hundred team. The Pirates are. Yeah. When I was a kid, they were really really good. They were like the Phillies' number yeah, one nemesis. They were good. But uh, anyhow, so feel free to enter that. We have other contests. Our Ministry of the Month, Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, giving away Pastor Rick from you know, Rick Warren from uh, the program. Per, you know, wrote the book Purpose Driven Life. Folks know him for that. But you can catch his program at two o'clock weekdays every every day, and um, and also Sunday mornings. We're giving away his new book, and there's another half a dozen contests going. So WFIL.com is where you want to go for that. Get yourself entered uh, anytime you're able. Also, a quick reminder: if you're just tuning in, our partnership with the Voice of the Martyrs continues. We're asking if you'd be willing. To do a Bible for $6 at 800-998-3505, 800-998-3505, or at WFIL.com. There's a Voice of the Martyrs banner. You can click through and uh, make your contribution there. It's about as many people being involved, even more so than the Bibles themselves. So if you're willing to join the circle, as we're talking about, we're trying to have 120 listeners involved by Friday night at midnight. We're currently at 73, hoping that number will climb during the show today. We'll get you an update as soon as we're able to. But first, we want to uh, keep our, our program rolling along here. One of our two special guests today, a gentleman named Dave Kindred, author of a book called My Home Team, A Sports Writer's Life and the Redemptive Power of Small Town Girls Basketball. Dave, how you doing, man? I'm good, Tim. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Really enjoyed reading My Home Team. Very engaging. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In your introduction, I thought, because there's so much we could cover, can I throw the ball to you just to uh, share a bit about how you broke the book down into the three acts? And then I'd love to ask you a few questions about uh, you know, some of those, those acts. Yes, Tim. I structured the book in three acts. The first act really was my, my childhood when I dreamed that I wanted to be a major league baseball player. You know, that dream ended the first time I saw a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. You know, by then, I, would, I had learned to type. You know, I was just determined to be a writer. You know, if I couldn't be a Major League Baseball player, I wanted to be a Major League writer. I was able to make that happen. So the first part of the book is, is that story of, of becoming a journalist, you know, really creating the life that I led for the next 50 years. You know, the, and and then, you know, newspapers were dying. Print journalism was dying, is dying, and will continue to die. Um, so it was time for me to retire. Time for me to go home. Really, I felt for 50 years that I'd been on, you know, per, perpetual vacation. You know, what could be better than doing what I did for 50 years? But my wife and I are both from a small town in in Illinois. So we decided to go home where people knew us, people loved us. And when we came back to Illinois, I had no plans to write. 
till one day I met a young girl, basketball player. I said, aren't you going to be a cheerleader? She said, no, I'm going to be the one they cheer for. So she had me at no. I started, I went to a game, could not sit there and not write about it. And so I started writing about the Morton High School basketball team. And I've now written about them for 13 years, maybe 400 games. And that became the second act of my life. And it was also in the age, also an age where I'm 69, on my way to 82 now. When things happen in your life, things got dark. The girls were the light. I had a grandson who died. My wife had a catastrophic stroke. She died. And the basketball team became a, a lifesaver for me. That's the redemptive effect that's in the title. You know, it's melodramatic, no doubt, to say it saved my life, but it certainly saved my psychic life. It gave me a reason to go to games, gave me a reason to keep writing. And the third act is to be determined. You know, I'm, I'm continuing to write about the girls. It'll be my 14th season. I'll find another book to write. Uh, this book I had to write. My home team, previous book, leave out the tragic parts I had to write. So now I'm finding, I'm trying to find another book to write while I'm doing the girls' basketball. Writing, writers write. And that's what I am, and that's what I do, and I will do that until I can't do it. Well, the style you write with is very engaging, uh, and I, I, I'm sorry for your loss too of your of your wife and the others that you've experienced. Um, and I, I, it seems like all along though you've had this appreciation of sports being what it is, very important, but all the things that surround it, oftentimes, and that's it. Feels like your book really is that. It's not strictly a sports book. It's really about it's a life book that involves a lot of sports. Well, I, I thank you for that because I, I do believe that's what it is. You know, sports, sports is entertainment. Sports is fun, you know, but at the same time, there are lessons in sports. You know, there are lessons to be learned by seeing young people active, seeing young people with ambition, seeing people with reaching for dreams. And that's always inspiring to me. You know, I've never been a sports writer who cared about who won or lost. I was always looking for the best story. And almost inevitably, the best story to me is the, is the human story of sports. You know, I mean, I think ABC, Wide World of Sports, put it as bluntly, I mean, put it as as, <laughs> right. as few words as you could, you know, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. You know, in both of those situations, whether it's the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat, there are life lessons. And that's what I've been interested in for 50 years. And that's certainly, you see those lessons in girls' high school basketball as well as you see them in Muhammad Ali championship fights. It's just a difference of degree. It's not a difference of kind. And so it's it's still the same thing. And still the same thing. I, I look for things at games that, you, that I've never seen before. And you can find those in any kind of competition. And the girls' high school basketball uh, certainly provided that for me. And in moments of darkness in my old man's life, uh, they were light. Yeah. And I loved them for that. 
Your writing style is very engaging, and as I was reading, it occurred to me comedy is often considered funny because the comedian connects with the audience on shared experiences. Your writing has a connectivity to it. it. The end result isn't necessarily out loud laughing, although I found myself smiling mentally, if that makes sense. And in the process, being drawn in, as I read, if that makes sense. Is, is that part of what you're after when you write that, that connectivity? Certainly. You know, I, you, you write what you feel. You write what you know. You, you, try to, you try to draw people in. You want people to understand life or a situation the way that you understand it. You, know, you try to make it as clear as you can. And certainly, you know, I, I try to write with humor. I try to see... Uh, ways to to tell a story that 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 can be funny, you know, But the the best praise for me always is, you know, I laughed and I cried. You know, I I want I want people to read this stuff and feel the emotion that I felt, you know, or to feel the emotion that Muhammad Ali felt. You know, I, I want to express the human condition in, in sports. That's, that's the only thing I'm interested in. I'm not interested. I mean, I understand the craft of baseball, football. I understand the craft. I understand the athleticism, but still to me, what matters the most is the heart. And when I see that in a game, uh, I notice it. And I, I want to write about that. I want to see something I've never seen before. And then I'll write about that. So, um, that's the only reason that I've done it for 50 years. You know, if it was all about who won and who lost and championships and that, I, I would have quit a long time ago. I just, I write about people and people's reaction, people's ambitions and dreams. Well, and I would just add at the end here of our chat that you have a graciousness about how you present and you manage to write without making it, even though this book is about you, you manage to make it about being other people. Like it's not distracting your your writing style is not distracting. Like, wow, he's really smart. He, you are, but you, but or wow, what a great way to put that. It's done in a way where I think those things, but I don't get, I don't, I don't lose focus on the story itself. Well, I thank you for that. I thank you for being a careful reader or for, for caring about it. And yeah, I don't want the, I don't want the reader to, to marvel and say at the writing. I'm not trying to impress anybody with the writing or, or complicated words or complicated ideas. I want to, I want to make it as simple and plain and clear as I can, because that's the way that we must communicate the way that, that communication is worthwhile. And we both understand what we're trying to get to. Congratulations on my home team, Dave. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to chat with us today. Well, thank you for having me, Tim. I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. All right. Dave Kindred, author of My Home Team, A Sports Writer's Life and the Redemptive Power of Small Town Girls Basketball. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL.com on the app. It's Toby Mack, and help is on the way, maybe midnight. Powerful song, powerful video. It's one of the most powerful videos I've ever seen. 
I highly encourage you to take time to look at it if you have not seen it yet. Toby has lived a, a for the Lord for, you know, the bulk of his entire life, I think. I, I'm not sure when he first committed himself to the Lord, but he's been a faithful servant for many, many years. And part of his story, you may be aware, is he lost his son a couple of years ago. And even in the midst of the pain of losing his son, it was a, a drug overdose and his son, it was a one-time thing. I think the first time he had taken something and uh, despite the tremendous pain of losing his son at 21 years old, he still has put out songs like The Goodness, You Are the Goodness in My Life. That's a song on his latest album. And this song, Help Is On The Way, Maybe Midnight, is on that album. And when you watch the video, it's a combination of of grit and the, the, that life is hard sometimes, yet uh, fate being... being um, having faith and trusting in the midst of that. And even at one point near the end of the song, he kind of thrusts his, his fist to heaven. Like he's really reaching out to God and saying, I trust you. And the end of the video, the very last three seconds, you have to watch to that point. I don't think I've ever watched the video and not had goosebumps the last three seconds of that video. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Even if I'm half distracted and watching it, it still happens. And I encourage you not just for the video's sake, but as Toby himself, I'm sure would tell you, uh, he wants to point, point you upward. Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Psalm 121. We do hope to have Toby on the program. He's supposed to be coming through with that Hits Deep tour that he does each year in March. So we'll see if we're able to Uh, have him on the program. Understandably, he has not done a lot of interviews in the last couple of years after the loss loss of his son. Uh, So if anything, certainly, and I do, but I encourage you to to pray for him. Of course, he was, uh, you know, one of the three guys for DC Talk for many years and has since put out eight or nine albums on his own since the early 2000s, continuing to serve the Lord. So uh, that's to say that verse I just read you, that's Psalm 121, I know to go to that because I have a Bible, and I just want to briefly mention, if you're just tuning in, we have a partnership going with Voice of the Martyrs right now, trying to raise support to send Bibles to our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world. We've been doing this for a few weeks. We wrap up this Friday at midnight. Speaking of which, maybe midnight in the Toby song there. 120 listeners is what we're hoping will join the circle of awareness, really. You can do one Bible. You can do 10 or 100, whatever you want. We're just really focused on a single Bible for $6. That's what we're asking folks to do. If you want to do more, again, that's up to you. But to help out, join the circle. It's 800-998-3505, 800-998-3505, or WFIL.com. Our station family goal, again, 120 listeners. And um, I want to thank Beatrice, who came on uh, online or made a call, I'm not sure which, during the show, and helped out. Janice in Warwick helped out. Joseph in Downingtown, Eric in Hatfield, Richard in Chalfont, Wanda in Elkins Park, Yvonne in Willow Grove, among those most recently. Join the circle. 74 listeners now. 46 to go by midnight. 
Friday. Can you step in? Give a quick call, 800-998-3505 or WFIL.com. You can see the Voice of the Martyrs banner there, and we update the scoreboard, as we call it, every now and again. So thanks to all who have, those who yet will. Please pray for the endeavor. When you're at the site, you will also see a lot of other things going on. One of them is our Ministry of the Month. Victoria, you have a handy-dandy list of folks who have won Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. That's, what, 2 o'clock each weekday. And I do. And so yeah, we have some winners of his new Tons. book. Yeah. Yeah, all over the tri-state area. All so right. in New Jersey, we have Rodney and Voorhees, Linda and Sewell, Rebecca and Mount Laurel, Robin and Hamilton Square. In Pennsylvania, we have Joe and Sandy, both in Allentown. We have Dorothea in Bechtelsville, Pennsylvania, Deborah of Ashley, PA, and Chris in Rockledge, and more. Yeah. In Philly, we have Karen, Carol, Sergey, James, Michelle, and Audrey. And in Delaware, we have Prudence. Nice. And Bear, Delaware. They're all over the place, which is good. Yeah. Created to Dreams, the book. The Six Phases God Uses to Grow Your Faith, and that's by Pastor Rick Warren from the Pastor Rick's Daily Hope Program. You can catch 2 o'clock each weekday afternoon, Sunday mornings at 10. Get yourself entered for that. We're still giving those away all throughout the week, and there's a grand prize you can win, too. That's just a one of many contests that are going on. Help yourself at WFIL.com. Uh, we want, have a quick break to do, and then we're looking forward to bringing on board Mike Steib in a moment. He's host of a podcast called Office Hours with Mike Steib. He was the CEO of The Knot, if you're familiar with that uh, site, which you know brought together all kinds of vendors in the wedding field and brides and grooms, as well as worked at NBC and Google and a lot of other things. He has this podcast out about leadership, about career, about life. His first couple of guests uh, were Tommy Hilfiger and also the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. So we'll chat with Mike Steib about that podcast coming up, and we have some other things to do before the program is over. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 446 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Again, if you want to help out in our partnership with the Voice of the Martyrs, 800-998-3505, 800-998-3505, or WFIL.com. 74 folks have joined the circle. Looking to get to 120 by Friday at midnight, so we have 40, what is it, 46 to go. One Bible, six bucks. That's all we're hoping you'll do. You can do more, but one for six is what we're after. As many people being involved is the big deal. Thank you for those who have helped out and those who yet will. We do appreciate your prayers for that as well. As we continue our program, excited to bring on board Mike Steib. He's host of the podcast Office Hours with Mike Steib. He has a long resume, which leads a, kind of a backstory to all that. But uh, first things first, hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, Tim, I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Love the podcast. Oh, it's nice of you to say it. We've really been enjoying putting it together so far. So before we get into the podcast itself, Office Hours with Mike Stein, uh just share a minute, if you would, about your professional background so folks can get some context. Well, most importantly, I'm a Philly boy. I, I, went, to, I went to college at Penn. That's right. So <laughs> I've, I've been looking forward to this show. and That's great. Uh, and, I, and I really appreciate you taking time with me. After that, uh, professionally, I had jobs in corporate development and strategy at companies like NBC Universal. I ran some teams in technology when I was uh, when I was at Google. I was one of the executives in the Americas running sales and go-to-market teams. But sort of the more formative things in my career is I ran a, camp, a company called The Knot, sure. which was we built uh, software in a marketplace that helped people plan weddings. 
Today, I'm the CEO of Artsy. Artsy is the world's largest marketplace for fine art. We sell art from art galleries and artists in over 100 countries around the world and make it easy to find what you love and transact because everyone should have art in their lives. I'm an author. I wrote a book called The Career Manifesto. And, and you know, as of a couple of weeks ago, I'm a podcaster. So that's why I'm here talking to you. That's great. I had some familiarity with the knock because I DJed weddings in the Philly area for about 30-something years. So, uh, oh well, yeah. that's you don't do it anymore. I just finished because I have to, as as Tommy Hilfiger said, uh, he talked about you got to find your niche. I mean, I found DJing and radio work back and forth like Batman and Robin, so it wasn't so so far afield. But you do have to sometimes. I found that the radio side, it's just I'm not getting enough sleep, <laughs> really, honestly, with a big family and all that, and I had to pull back somewhere. I've been doing it for a long time, so yeah, I mean. But I love it. And it's, I still have all my equipment, my photo booth. So if someone calls me, I still can do the job. So just. Uh, well, look, to be a wedding DJ, is a, it, it's an act of love, too, because you got to put a lot of energy into that and yeah. a lot of hours. And it's a tough job. So I I can I, I totally understand. Well, but, you know, you're right. Uh, episode one on the podcast, Tommy Hilfiger spent a lot of time on how you find the niche for your product and what you personally are going to be great at, what the audience needs from you. And so if what you've discovered is it's having conversations like this, not um not taking requests from uh, 16-year-olds at weddings, I, I I can see. I'd be honest. I am honest with us. I, you know, that's probably not going to work here, but let's find another song by the artist you like, and maybe we can fit that in. Because uh, I think honesty <laughs> you know, does matter. You know, I've seen DJs go like, yeah, I'll get it on. They, they have no intention of doing that. Tommy, I found Tommy to be very interesting because he was, um, he was like, not, uh, he's matter of fact, um, and he was, like, very sound advice. And, you know, discipline, hard work, you make mistakes, you talk about being bankrupt, but at the same time, you learn from it, you get back up, you keep going. So I came away from listening to his podcast like, you know what, as he talked about building a foundation for a house, right? And then you get to the roof eventually, and some people want to skip right to the roof. One of the things I took away from our first episode with Tommy Hilfiger is that, you know, we think of these successful people as operating on some higher plane that they, I don't know, they were like, they were born CEOs, they were born founders, they were born senators. And the truth is, they're regular people, like everybody else. They went through all kinds of challenges to get where they are. They just kept going. Tommy Hilfiger was selling bell-bottom jeans hand-to-hand on college campuses. He started a small retail chain that went bankrupt. He had a dream in his heart to create a brand, a brand called Tommy, and to make uh, preppy clothes accessible to a global audience. And he just kept banging away at it. And he'd learned the lessons along the way. And But when you talk to him, you don't feel like you're talking to someone who had superhuman powers that you don't. When you're talking to him, you feel like here's someone who just kept trying and didn't give up when his first few ideas failed. And he made it. And I'm glad he made it. The world's a better place because he made it. And what I hear from our audience is that like people start to get a little bit of a glimmer of excitement as to what that journey could be for them. Yeah. And we spent a lot of time in the interviews. We talked to Mayor Eric Adams. Mayor Adams was a police officer walking the beat in New York City. And today he's the mayor of the most important city in the world. And that's a that's special. That's a that kind of a journey uh, when you hear it is special, but it's also it's normal. He just took the chance and any of us can take a chance like that. And I think it comes through in these conversations. One of the things I liked about what Mayor Adams said was uh, had to do with inspect, expect, suspect, the idea of 
if a CEO of a company doesn't get out and see what's going on in his or her company, don't be surprised if some things aren't working out on the on the end. In the end, and that you need to put yourself in the context of your company. I thought a lot of a lot of wisdom in that. Uh, you know, Mayor Adams for our, your audience, if they haven't heard the podcast yet, he's. I was asking him about. You know, he's all into health and healthy eating and exercise and meditation. I was like, Mayor Adams, you you stay out late. I don't think you get enough sleep. And he said, Mike, you can't be a shepherd unless you smell like a sheep. <laughs> I am out with my flock. And he tells the story of how. Being in bars and restaurants and on the subway and going back into the kitchen and pressing the flesh is what keeps him in touch with his people. And what's the product of the mayor of New York City? It's it's the well-being of your people. And you can't know if your product is good unless you're in touch with those people. And it's a really great lesson for anyone at any level in business how important it is to be close to the customer and to truly understand the customer's problems. So, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that comes out in the podcast. It was a lot of fun. One of the things I found uh, also as positive for Office Hours with Mike Stibe is the listeners and how you not only field questions from listeners, but their their actual audio is part of the interview, which adds a nice touch to it. Tim, like you, I mean, I, I came up with radio, and I have this love for radio and great DJs. And my favorite thing is always when the audience can call in. You know, you call in. And you complain about the Eagles draft picks, and then the guys talk about it a little bit, and the next person calls in, and they complain about the next, that like that back and forth, that interaction with the audience is magic in radio. And I've just always been surprised that podcasts haven't taken advantage of it, because it's a little bit awkward, right? It's not a live show. So what we've done is I was putting a phone number out. You can send a voicemail. You can call in a voicemail, or you can send in a recording, or you can just tweet at me, or you can just hit me up on Instagram or LinkedIn, at Mike Stibe. Send your question. We get a whole pile of questions. We sort through, and then we pick the ones that are a great fit for Everett Taylor, the CEO of Kickstarter, who's going to be on in a few weeks. Uh, Tim Armstrong, the founder and CEO of Flowcode. Bob Pittman, the founder of MTV and today the CEO of iHeart. Think about in your career, if you got 30 or 60 seconds with one of these people and you could ask them anything, what would it be? We take those questions, we put them on the pod, and the guest and I riff on it a little bit, and we have a nice back and forth that gets passed. And again, because these are listeners' questions, it's not the usual like CNBC publicity tour canned questions, canned answers. It's real questions from real people and, and honest, vulnerable, actionable answers from somebody who's, 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 been, who's been to the show. Under the podcast title, it says, Mike sits down with the world's most important chief executives to answer your most pressing questions about leadership, career, and life. I'm sure there are many possible answers to this question, but stepping back from all of it, do you have a main grid you view life through, including what's important? If your Instagram's any indication, dad was listed first. <laughs> you mentioned Instagram a minute ago. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a, look, it's, that's any of our biggest job in the world is to be a, a good a good dad and um, and, you know, in the old saying, uh, the most important thing a man can do for his kids is to love their mother. So it's you, you have to be a good father. You have to be a good husband. I think that's the foundation for any good life and any good um, for any good career for somebody, you know, for somebody who wants that, wants that in their life in the way that in the way that I do. Yeah. But if I could just say more broadly, Tim, the answer is different for everyone. And I actually I wrote a book. It's called The Career Manifesto. And in this book, we walk through a five part plan for how to assess what impact you want to have in your career, what things you enjoy and don't enjoy in your career, how to architect your career strategy and growth around doing the things that are the impact you want to have and the things you enjoy and avoiding the things you don't really enjoy. 
and then how to connect with people and how to be more productive in your career so that you can achieve it all. And that book, when I hear from folks, I've heard from folks who are like, I worked in customer service and now I have this big job at this big tech company because I followed your book. I have a friend who's like, yeah, thanks to that advice, I went from being a sales guy to being a movie producer. Like I see a wide range of ways that people choose to architect their careers based on a, this, this format. Yeah. So there's no one answer, but certainly for me, it's be a good parent. It's, it's build businesses that, I, that really help people and I can be proud of. And then in moments like this, when I can, try to share back some of the lessons so that other people can have the same impact and, you know, and joy in their careers that I've had in mind. Mike Stive, host of the podcast, Office Hours with Mike Stive. Thank you so much for taking time today. Hope we get to have a chance to have everyone again down the road. Thanks, Tim. My pleasure. Absolutely. What a great uh, conversation today. And Dave Kindred, earlier in the hour, author of My Home uh, team, A Sports Writer's Life and the Redemptive Power of Small Town Girls Basketball on our program. Just a little bit of time left in the show. Tomorrow, Victoria, Evangelist Rick Hughes joining us. Speaking of which, he's host of The Flatline, yeah. which you'll know on our sister station. Yes. Philadelphia's Definitely. AM 990, The Answer. Yes. Yeah, you you do. You help produce the morning show with Chris Tagal every now and then. I do indeed for yeah. Eddie when he's out. Yes, that's right. So the, you can catch The Flatline Sunday mornings at 830. Uh, Rick Hughes actually played football under Bear Bryant at Alabama. Right. And play with Joe Namath. Yeah. Uh, but it's much cool. more, the, the story is much more than, than, than that. It's about, um, he wrote a book called Christian Problem Solving. So we're going to hear Evangelist Rick Hughes' backstory, his testimony, and what he's up to now. And, and then also you can certainly tune into the Flatline Show Sunday mornings at 830 on our sister station. Ball game tonight coming up, Victoria. What are you making for dinner? Or what is, any snacks? Well, I might go to a friend's house for dinner. Actually, I was invited over for okay. some celebrations. But uh, I don't know, just... Plop down in front of the TV, maybe some snacks, some uh, cookies or popcorn. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. That's good. I, and I, I'm, I'm with you. Whatever's in the fridge, I'd like to get some wings. And it's at 7.15, not too late. Which, which is, is nice. You can get up at a decent hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a good way to end our fine broadcast with that uh, Eagles chant. And thanks for listening in. Alistair Begg, Truth For Life, coming up next. Tim DeMar Show and WFIL. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.